The world is in a climate emergency, and as its inhabitants, we have a narrow window of opportunity to take control. And the infrastructure industry has a fundamental and important role to play in reducing global emissions. Collectively, the industry must find a new business-as-usual approach, because as we hear every week in Engineering Matters, this industry has the solutions and approaches that the UK and the world needs if we are to achieve our climate aims. Our guests in today's podcast are striving to do just that. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Conacher. And I am Tim Sheehan. And this podcast is being broadcast ahead of the UK hosting the most important climate change conference in the world. The Conference of Parties 26, or COP26 as it is better known. For this episode, we have partnered with Morgan Sindel Infrastructure to find out how the company is supporting the infrastructure industry in the UK to lower its greenhouse gas emissions. Doing this is critical if we are to stop generating more emissions than we absorb, a target known as net zero by 2050, and also achieve the national reductions required under the Paris Agreement. For nearly three decades, the UN has brought together almost every country on Earth for global climate summits, each called the Conference of the Parties, now known as COPs. In that time, climate change has gone from being a fringe issue to a global priority. This year will be the 26th summit, with the UK as president. In the run-up to COP26, the UK is working with every nation to reach an agreement on how to tackle climate change. World leaders will arrive in Scotland alongside tens of thousands of negotiators, government representatives, businesses and citizens for 12 days of talks. Not only is it a huge task, but it's also not just another international summit. It comes at a pivotal moment in the fight against climate change, and infrastructure can play a key role in affecting this change. Morgan Sindel Infrastructure, part of the Morgan Sindel Group, considers itself an exception rather than the rule when it comes to implementing their vision of the responsible future of infrastructure. It's set ambitious targets for net zero carbon, including the reduction of waste, improving the environment of the communities it works in, transforming its vehicle fleet, and the creation of new woodlands. Of course, none of this is possible without the commitment of people like Abby Clifford and Henry Reynolds. Abby is a graduate environmental advisor. Before joining the business, she studied environmental science at the University of Leeds and spent a year at Northern Arizona University, where she gained a broad understanding of current environmental issues and challenges on a local, national and a global scale. Henry is an environmental advisor who joined Morgan Sindel Infrastructure in 2017 as part of their graduate programme. He has been leading on their responsible business approach for the past 18 months, with a sharp focus on carbon management. We introduced our carbon strategy at the start of 2020, and that, that kind of highlighted a, a few key focus areas for us. So we identified that, that, that our main emissions were coming from our bulk fuel use on site, our, our company car fleets, and our electricity use within our, in our buildings. And then obviously, much wider scope three emissions associated with our kind of material use, our design considerations, 
and, and other kind of transport of, of materials and bits and pieces to our projects. So off the back of that strategy, we also introduced some net zero ambitions as well, which focus on our scope one, scope two and operational scope three missions. Its ambitions here are huge. So we're aiming to be net zero across those scopes by 2030 with kind of some targets of a 30% reduction by, by 2025 from a 2019 baseline and then a 60% reduction by 2030, realising that we'll, we'll probably have to offset any remaining emissions. But priority is given to reducing as much as possible and offsetting is, is only really a last resort. And there's been quite a lot of emphasis on that from our teams when we've been asked about whether we can just plant some trees it's very much been like, no, that's not how we do it. We're, we're going to reduce as much as we can and then we'll, we'll offset anything that's kind of left over, which has been, been really positive. The business, as Henry explains, also has a raft of science-based targets too. Main target, I guess, is that it was our science-based targets that we have uh, that were set in, in towards the back end of 2017, 20, start of 2018. And they obviously align with the 1.5 degrees Celsius temperature increase as outlined by the Paris Agreement. So that, that's quite a stretching target for us at the time. We were the first construction company in the UK to, to set that. So that was a, a bit of a, a fact-finding mission to start with, to, to try and get it all aligned, because it was, it was new to the sector. But again, it, it made us think about some of the challenges that we might be facing. We realised that our main emissions were from our fleet, our vehicle fleets, our bulk use of diesel. So we've transitioned our company car fleet um, or are in the process of transitioning our company car fleet where we've removed the option of, of diesel and petrol vehicles from our company car fleets. So by 2025, our fleets will be, or our company car fleet will be completely hybrid or electric, which is a really positive change. Along with that, also we've, we've been installing EV charging points up and down our, our offices and our site locations to hopefully try and relax some of that charging anxiety. And on a site level, Abby says that waste management has its own important role to play in helping the business achieve its net zero goals. In terms of waste as well, that's a big one for us because waste, albeit diverting from landfill, it has significant carbon reduction benefits. And that ranges from incorporating design changes focused on minimising waste. We've minimised the amount of stone we needed for the whole road. It extends to returning our massive drums back to the supplier that the cable is delivered on. It's pallets that we get, we're using, we're recycling them with a local pallet company. And it's even the really small things on site. We've got cardboard furniture, we've got cardboard desks in the office. We have muck-off shoe guards, which essentially you can put over your boots instead of using a plastic blue overshoe. We have PPE recycling bins on site. We also have a really great product, which is screening our main compound from the surrounding community, which is an 100% recycled plastic hoarding. So in terms of our initiatives around waste, that's a big part of reducing the impact of the project. We also consider things like responsible water use. We have rainwater harvesting for the grey water in our toilets. So we kind of, on a site level, we feed into that bigger net zero by 2030 approach by trying to implement these much smaller initiatives, which all have an impact on, on the carbon footprint of the project. 
And it's measures such as these that tie into the broader, responsible business approach being pioneered at Morgan Sindel Infrastructure, as Abby explains. We have a responsible business strategy which puts the environment and our stakeholders and people at the heart of it. So not only are we looking to target carbon and climate change and reduce emissions, but it's also our projects are focused on the communities and leaving a positive legacy in those. So it's not just focused around one dimension of sustainability, it's looking at how can we support and deliver initiatives to our stakeholders, which will be long lasting and they can take away from our projects as well. So that often means that we have two-way conversations with them about what they need, what we could possibly leave when the project finishes. To leave that lasting legacy behind, we have five total commitments, one of which is a commitment to our stakeholders, as well as to improving the environment, working with our supply chain and enhancing the communities in which we're working. So as a holistic approach, there's, there's a lot of elements that we're working on with our projects. It's, it's not just simply putting cable in the ground, it's, it's considering the people that we're, we're working around and how that project will impact them in the future. Enabling this also means creating initiatives that empower members of the team to share their ideas on how to build a better future. The business is really focusing on innovation to mobilise action on climate change and recently the group and both infrastructure specifically have delivered a range of events with climate change and carbon reduction at their core. So recently the Morgan Sindel group held the Meeting the Challenge event which essentially brought together staff, exhibitors and our supply chain to share ideas, experiences and innovations aimed at tackling the current challenges faced by the construction sector Obviously, climate change was at the forefront of that, and um, it was a great opportunity for all of our staff and exhibitors to share these innovative green products that do exist now on the market and look at their suitability for implementing those at a site level. So it was fantastic in that sense because it was a great sharing two-way discussion between everyone and also to speak to our supply chain about sort of what we kind of expect from them and, and what we want to see in the future as well. One of the most exciting events was the Great Green Challenge, which Morgan Sindel Infrastructure hosted to bring together the business's commitments to minimise carbon emissions whilst driving innovation. It brought together graduates to pitch a range of ideas in a, a Dragon's Den style event. And there were lots of different challenges that were set, ranging from how we could eliminate single-use plastics to how we can better implement alternative fuels, how we can look at our welfare accommodation and site setup all with a view to how can we drive down decarbonisation of our sites and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So again, the business is, is really looking at how can we utilise our people and what ideas they have and the knowledge that they have about their sites and, and what's going to work and what's not going to work and, and what can we start to drive at site level to really tie into those, those targets we have at a business level and those commitments we have at a business level. One of the most powerful ways that the environment can be improved is by planting trees. Morgan Sindel Group has partnered with the Blenheim Estate in Oxfordshire to create nine new woodlands, planting more than a quarter of a million trees to transform the land as part of an ambitious series of sustainability initiatives. It will be delivered in conjunction with Grown in Britain, 
an independent not-for-profit that it helped set up in 2011. It focuses on revitalising and investing in woodlands and certifying British wood products. In fact, it is the first scheme planted under the Forest Canopy Foundation, a not-for-profit collaboration of private sector forestry companies who have joined forces under the Foundation's umbrella to demonstrate technical rigour and quality in woodland creation. However, this project is about more than the group's quest to achieve net zero. It's about creating a legacy with an environmental net gain and the creation of substantial natural capital across the board. What is more, this will be measured so benefits such as cleaner water, better air quality and richer soil will be proven. And this data can be shared, deepening our understanding of the worth of woodland creation. So my name is Liz Nicholson and I trained as an agriculturalist actually back in the day. I've been engaged in landscape and land management throughout my entire working life. More recently, we're involved in forestry and landscaping. And I can say firsthand, we've felt a massive impact of climate change directly on our business here in temperate England. You know, never mind the chaos that's happening across the world. Liz Nicholson is a director at the Forest Canopy Foundation, which is a partnership of professionals from the forestry industry. Formed in response to the climate crisis and focusing on increasing woodland creation at scale across England. By addressing this opportunity to plant trees and alleviate climate change, the work of the FCF will support the government's target of achieving net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Engaging with policymakers, investors, landowners and the government, the Forestry Canopy Foundation is helping to shape forestry across England, making it more feasible to plant trees. It is made up of a group of directors from independent private sector forestry companies who passionately believe that the only way to achieve the goal is for them to work together. To make an impact, they explain, collaborative working is vital. We were very, very anxious to offer a platform for sincere companies like Morgan Sindel Group to actually approach us and be able to invest in projects which would have, yes, carbon sequestration, but more importantly, dare I say it, all the other natural capital benefits. And in the very early start of Forest Canopy Foundation, we spoke to Graham Edgelert, uh, Morgan Sindel Group, lead on sustainability and procurement. And his vision, I have to say, was totally inspiring to us. It's exactly what we had felt. You know, when you meet somebody and you have one plus one equals five, well, it was that synergy between the two that came together to make this project work. The Forest Canopy Foundation then linked up with the Blenheim Estate to put this plan into action. Morgan Sindel Group is helping fund, design and create the woodlands, in collaboration with Cotswold-based forestry company Nicholson's. The woods will incorporate 28 carefully selected varieties of trees, including hornbeam, lime, sycamore, wild cherry, oak, Norway maple, alder, and beech in the mixed woodlands, with an understory of woody shrub species including hazel, hawthorn, viburnums, euonymus and dogwoods to create a diverse and self-sustaining ecosystem. Experimental species will also be included to assess climate resilience and a small percentage of conifer planted to provide winter habitats for wildlife. Liz suggests that Morgan Sindel's investment is pioneering and can be seen as a trailblazer for others to follow. 
I didn't talk to anybody who thought like Morgan Sindel. But Morgan Sindel have had a massive impact. We've been able to tell people about this project and what they've done, this idea of blended finance, this idea of insetting in the UK rather than offsetting in some far-flung land where it's not regulated. The blended finance, Liz mentions, is a proposal to enrich the government's environmental dedication money based on previous successful mechanisms through the National Forest. The enrichment involves investment in carbon sequestration from corporate businesses, pension schemes and investment companies. And Liz hopes that other businesses can learn and be inspired by the partnership of the Forest Canopy Foundation has formed with Morgan Sindel Group. Although, as we have already heard, the group is making huge advances in reducing carbon in its design, build and delivery of projects, swapping to HVO fuel, electric vehicles and using solar power on its sites, for example. But there will always remain a residual amount that right now at least, can't be completely removed from the process. Carbon sequestration is therefore a vital part of the carbon emission reduction approach. We all know any of us in construction, um, and in fact my home business is, is landscape construction, so I know this firsthand, it's, it's a rude, nasty business for the climate. You know, we use a lot of concrete, we have a lot of vehicle movements, and I think anybody who's involved in the construction industries or anything else that has a high carbon need that can't be completely reduced we do need to offset and offset locally in the UK has a powerful benefit of actually benefiting our communities where actually the, the damage is done and woodlands have massive benefits to community. So, so what can others learn from this? I think through mechanisms like the Forest Canopy Foundation, I think there's much less risk of being accused of greenwashing. People can examine exactly what's happening in the project. They can come and visit it. And with a quarter of a million trees to be planted, Liz says that everybody is welcome to help. So as the UK hosts the world's most important climate change conference, it's a huge opportunity for leading companies to show how responsible, ethical and sustainable infrastructure practices can contribute to lowering carbon emissions and sow the seeds that desperately need to be planted to save the world from climate disaster. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written by Tim Sheehan. Sound Engineering by Ross McPherson, Series Supervision by John Young, and our own Net Zero hero is Rory Harris. Special thanks to our episode partner, Morgan Sindel Infrastructure. Thank you for listening. Engineering Matters is on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. 